You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break it is sincerely appreciated well, during the interim, I thought I'd throw out some great shows and great topics, and Laker Tom had one that he threw out there at us, and that was giving the Lakers some midseason grades. Now, mind you, the Lakers are at 24 and 13. Now, thanks to the Clippers losing, back up to third place in the Western Conference right now. So they're, they're kind of doing okay, but not quite where we thought, or at least most of us thought. In fact, what Laker Tom thought that what they would be doing right now, in fact, I think I remember like 30 and six or something like that. Some, some really good numbers, something similar to what they had last year, but they're still doing pretty good third place in the Western conference. But here today, we're going to be handing out some mid season grades. And we're going to go ahead and be talking about all the great things that are going on with the team and handing out those grades. So here we go. We're going to start off with three great guests that I've got from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And I'm going to start first with our, Lakers historian himself, the magic man. You can catch him today on the Twitter at Lakerholics.com. Let's not go into Rick Carlisle because that'll take us a long time to get out of, but <laughs> it is a mid-season great, and it is a good man to eat. I'm so happy to see him. It is Sean, and I'll tell you what, Sean, it's just so happy to have you here. Sean Grice, incredible to have you aboard once again. Thank you so much again for the invite, Gerald. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Well, I, I give you an invite. These other guys, they remind me of the wedding crashers. They just crash the party. So that's <laughs> I, 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 often, I often get banned. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move Sean up to the higher level, oh. higher elevation. I'm going to move Jamie with down with Lake and Tom on the lower elevation right there for you. you can, yeah, you're down there. Okay, so we'll go ahead with this, and we'll start off. And when it starts off with – the Lakers, I think a lot of people took attention to the offseason changes that were made. So I think we're just going to go ahead right in the mix and give a mid-season grade to Rob Palenka. So I want to start off with you first, Sean. A mid-season grade for Rob Palenka at this point in time. I'd give him an A-plus, Gerald, so far. He's done what he could with the cap space we had in the offseason. And he did what he could uh, in bringing back some of our continuity and cohesion with Keith and bring and 
making sure that Jared Dudley came back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what... Yes, I know, I know. But you know what? He seems to be really good for the locker room, and he gives the bench a shot in the arm, whether he's playing or not playing. Well, and don't have him play against Dario Saric. That's all I'll say. Uh, that was like watching Elmer Fudd guard Dario Saric. <laughs> But, but you, know, <laughs> you know, the off-season acquisitions that were made, Wesley Matthews, Marcus Hall, and, of course, Montrez Harrell were the big signings for the Lakers. Uh, I mean, at this point, the changes are there. But you're giving him an A+. Jamie Sweet is also here with five great things that you also got to catch each and every time out at Lakerholics.com. Jamie, what would you give Rob Palenka as a grade so far? I mean, it's hard to grade a general manager midseason because most of oh, their well, work. Oh, you can, you can. Of course, you can. I mean, it's modern society. You can essentially you can believe anything, uh, and and nobody will nobody will be the wiser that you're talking out your uh, rear end. So uh, as it is, I mean, what I'm saying is that like the majority of his work is done prior to the season's beginning, and then you know nobody makes you know a lot of the contracts you got to wait to become validated till just a couple weeks back. So up until this point, he hasn't had a lot to work with. So in truth, I think this would be a better better done in just a couple more weeks after the trade deadline. But I guess we could just do it again because it'll be fun. If I had to give him a grade right now, I would give him an A minus uh, for the following reasons. And this is a hind- some of these are hindsight is the issue. Is that, you know, if, if I were grading at the beginning of the season, I would agree with Sean. I would have given him an A plus, uh, A, A plus, and and been happy with it. I mean, he got a, he got AD extended. He got LeBron extended. He, I mean, we, we got hard cap, but there wasn't really a tool in our toolbox that we could have used to not get hard cap. We would have been short some quality players. Short Trez. Um, short Trez. And at the time, and, we all thought Wes yeah, Matthews yeah. would have been would have been more impactful than he's been. Right. So with the ability, with the grace of hindsight, I'm giving it an A minus because West Wes Matthews has pretty much been garbage all season, outside of a a, a, a small handful of games. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I think he. I don't think he's. I think he's going to be limited for the rest of his career by his Achilles. And so, if you're asking him to play the kind of role that I think we were expecting him to play this season, I would not have made that move. I would have. I would have gone in a different direction. But like, like Sean said, uh, you know, he, he's great for the locker room because I. Well, I. Th- I, th- I know that was about Jared Dudley. I say that for Rob Polinka because. You know, he did things that are like that you just would want a professional GM to do. He was he told Danny Green before he was going to trade him that he was going to that he was working on a trade with him. You know, things like that you hear so often. Players are like, "Well, I found out on Twitter," or like somebody like called me and said, "Bro, you're on whatever team." And like, what I really, really, really appreciate about Rob Poinka is like he didn't come up as a GM. He didn't come up like learning how to do it through a team. He came up like. The opposition, right? He was the guy who was like, "Give me more of whatever you got from my guys. Like, give me more, give me more." Now he's now that those that's flipped on him, but he still has like the grace and and frankly good manners to just communicate with your guys. Like this, this guy helped you win a championship. Don't like trade him and be like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna tell you, but you know, I just didn't have time. You know, I'm so busy." Like that's that's some BS and I, those sort of things like really really mean a lot to me. So that's why I give him like a, 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 an A minus, you know, he's definitely still in the A category. Uh, nobody could have known that West Matthews would be this bad. And frankly, you know, he got KCP extended. I think we were all in favor of KCP being extended. I don't think any of us saw the fall off this season uh, in Pope's Caldwell Pope's game that uh, I can only attribute to an injury that he, that he's just not talking about 
in the media because it's kind of a spectacular uh, turnaround for him. Usually he starts slow and then gets hot. This year he started kind of hot and then it's just like that. that, that I, I don't know where he's. I don't. I, it's, it, I don't know what the deal is. It's 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 worrisome and mystifying at the same time. All right. So there's an A plus and then there's an A minus, and. We all know what Laker Tom would love to give and probably will give, but he is the man behind Lakerholics.com. And you got to go ahead and check out all of his great articles at Lakerholics.com and also his medium.com website. Laker Tom, is it going to deviate from anything Sean has had to say? I think I, I, a I, long second pause. The, I second a lot of the comments that Jamie made um, oh. in that uh, – you just don't know. You can't hit a home run on every one of these players that you sign and every one of these moves you make. And I think that most importantly, Rob Palenka, I credit with having gotten everybody in this organization on the same page. And I think that that's why we won a championship last year. So I, having said that, I will look at the situation this season. And I do feel that that we have two major problem areas that were not addressed properly enough. One of those was obviously a rim protection. And the more important one really was a three-point shooting, volume three-point shooting. So I give, uh, I probably match what uh, Jamie said. Uh, I give him an A-plus to start the season, and I give him an A-minus at this point in time. Well, there you go. So we got an A-plus for Magic Man, sparkling A-plus for him. So he gets like a nice certificate for that which unfortunately I don't have enough money to produce. So he's just going to have to be, you know, in the mind's eye right there for you. We've got it's a, a, it's, a, it's a Bitcoin certificate. Yeah, it's a Bitcoin. So there you go. There you go. You can buy some GameStop with it. But there's also Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom who have A minuses. I am going to be a little bit harsher on him oh. just because <laughs> of the fact that Marcus saw as Sean, you know, so astutely pointed out. Sean saw that coming like not only a mile away, he saw that like down the highway and down the horizon right there for you as far as that pick because we all saw the problems he had in the bubble. And Sean, I distinctly remember, pointed that out. And he was very trepidatious about the signing. I was a little bit reluctant as well. And it's proven out to be the case that Marcus Saul would have been a great addition back in 2013, but not in 2021. <laughs> and the fact is that Wesley Matthews also would have been a great addition in 2013, but not in 2021. Unfortunately, this is 2020. Go ahead, Magic. Yeah, I was going to say, Gerald, I bet if me or you got thrown on the court, we'd have a usage rate as high as Mark's. Oof. Oof. I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, he, he's hitting a decent percent of his threes. He, you know, if he, he's effective out there and can play there, there's you see spirited games from him. But the thing is, it's one out of every five times. And that's the problem, you know, making Laker Tom, angry. Rate, man. Yeah, making <laughs> making Laker Tom angry four out of five times. It's not good. You know, the I, well, the grades coming up. OK, hold on. We've got to, right. we got to, we were running real slow here. Well, we're going to go on the players <laughs> rapid fire. Okay. But Rob Palenka's right now going on. You guys oh took up God. a lot of space, I mean, but here it goes. We didn't have Marcus all. Okay. Marcus all was a not was a, a great move. Wesley signing. Matthews is not a great move, but Dennis Schroeder, excellent move. He's been a excellent great addition and I hope he is signed to an extension or he's utilized in a trade for a really awesome player. Cause he de truly deserves to be a, a cog or piece for a major team going forward whether it's the Lakers or anyone else, we'll see. 
And then we're also you got to admit Montrez Harrell. <laughs> Been great as far as the spark plug, but defensively, eh, eh. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my, my grade after all this and the extensions that were laid in for LeBron and AD, I'm going to give him a B plus. I'm going to go with a B plus for now. So it's, I, it's I, flirted, I flirted with a B plus, but ultimately went with an A minus, specifically because of how he treated Danny Green in the trade. Like I really that, okay. I. There's a bajillion stories out there where that never happens. Player finds sure. out through unknown sources, and I'm, I, I like that the Lakers the aren't one of those franchises. Is, the front office has been run well. Yeah. Been no leaks. No leaks. Yeah, no yep. And, and I understand there's limitations, that. and the Lakers, if you read that ESPN article that came out earlier this week, said they're going to, you know, if they keep on this road, they're going to be really capped like Golden State capped in the not-too-distant future, which is probably inevitable, but they're the Lakers. They can't spend any money. Is it right. yes? Kelly well, Oubre is way above price range. That's yes. Go ahead, Magic Man. You wanted to say real quick? Yeah, no, I was just gonna chime in. I, I remember that that old Simpsons line that uh, Chief Wiggum gave Lou. You guys spend money to make money, Lou. Yeah, and, and the Lakers, you know, the Lakers should be hurting for cash once crowds are start coming into the arena, and of course they got the Lakers channel and all that, so they're they're going to be okay no matter how tax strapped that they are. But I want to go ahead and delve on the coach. Let's go with Frank Vogel coming off a World Championship victory. Obviously, he gets a little bit of leeway, but he's had his uh, issues as far as trying to go ahead and bring this team offensively to a place where it needs to be early on. It looked like it was going really good because the Lakers were shooting well from three pointers, but in the past two months, month and a half, two months, (laughs) it it has fallen off like a cliff. So I'm going to start with you, Laker, Tom, your grade for Frank Vogel. I still give him a very solid grade. I'm going to give him an a minus because the fact that defense is still there on point, but offensively it's still very questionable at this point in time. I look at it pretty much the same way as I do uh, Rob Palenka. I think that uh, the way he's handled the team, the way he's handled the all of the new players coming in and so forth uh, when you start the season and how we got off to such a good start, I give him an A-plus in that sense. You know, and I, I also like the fact that he's wanted to have more three-point shooting rather than less. He's encouraged players to let it fly. He's encouraged AD to let it fly. I do think that the offense at times has become stagnant. So I give him an A minus, the same an A plus down to an A minus at this point in time, and you have to realize that in both Polinka's case and in in Frank's case that injuries to AD or what have really derailed the Lakers in a sense, and you have to give him credit for the number one defense and by almost two points a game. You know that's that's not insignificant. Watch uh, out for those Knicks. They're right. They're right there at number two. I couldn't yeah, believe I'd well, ever say that. We're but tied, yes. we're tied right now for third best record in the league with the Nets. No, no, I meant yeah. the Knicks. I meant as far as defense, defensive wide. They're number yeah, two. Yeah, the Knicks are two points behind us. Yeah, two yeah. Points, thirty-six <laughs> games into the season, two points is an awful lot. No, I know it is, Tom, but I'm just joking that yeah. who, who at this point of the season would think the Knicks yeah. be at number two defensively? That's yeah, even you, with you, have to, you have to admire the same way that how Rob. Palenka has run the organization and got everybody on the same page. There's been very little disgruntlement among the Lakers players, uh, and he's really done a great job of managing a very deep roster, lots of different personalities, five new guys. Um, you know, he's it's definitely an A-minus job at best. Sean, 
what you got cooking on there as far as the grade again laker tom and i are a minuses for me he's built a, a great defense and i was talking to rafael barlow if you please catch on the lakers fast break it's the latest episode that's up there i want to we went ahead and he was talking about how they now have three superstars and that's going to be too much for anyone to handle but if anyone can handle it i think it will be the lakers simply because their defense so i want to hear your thoughts on frank vogel the key is now turned and shifted towards the offense and how can they can work out those problems on the offensive side of the ball. Absolutely, Gerald. I, right now I'd give Frank a solid A, just, just an A. He's done a, a fairly good job with uh, um, some of the cards he's been dealt with um, health and safety protocols, COVID-related um, feng shuiing the, these rotations as best he can. <laughs> Without AD, without Schroeder, just pretty much trying anything. Just one Jack, big Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> and, you know, for the most part, I think offensively what we need to be have right now without AD is just patience. They're going to, they're going to find something in, in the, in the think tank that works. But I mean, since AD's been gone we've we've gone from 12th offensively to 24th so that's a big dip and it's something we talked about that that would need to be addressed we all thought that the defense would be fine with Vogel's adjustments but we're just we have trouble putting the ball in the hole and that's for sure and that's something that has to be rectified so hopefully we can get a better grade out of Rob Palenka, which will mean additional firepower for the Los Angeles Lakers going forward. But last but certainly not least on this one is Jamie Sweet. Jamie, what do you have for a grade for Frank Vogel, knowing that you're the Frank Vogel lover of this group? Okay, I'm kidding when I say that. I mean, I appreciate Frank Vogel. I but you've will... also been the hardest on him as well. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 the coaches. It's a lot falls on a coach, right? Uh and it's 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 a it's the toughest being a coach is probably the toughest job on a professional sport team because you take an inordinate amount of blame uh, and you also get a inordinate amount of a lot not that the success is almost never attributed to you like Phil Jackson is potentially the only coach is specifically in basketball it's like there's very few coaches where you're like that guy was like what helped bring that team together. Usually you give the credit to a player or players. And so I, I'm going to give Vogel a B plus for two reasons. One, I, I mean, AD going down wasn't like once you knew it was happening and you knew you were keeping him out a long time, I felt like we were slow to make any kind of changes whatsoever. I felt like the offense kind of just stuck with, well, LeBron's got the ball and let's see what happens. And then – his usage rate skyrocketed, but we weren't winning basketball games. Uh, his minutes skyrocketed, and we were still, you know. So uh, those are the things that I, I want to see him manage. I want to see him manage LeBron better, and I want to see him – he needs to force Dennis Schroeder to be – he needs to, like, get that going. Everybody's going to defer to LeBron organically because he is the best player on the floor. But the best player on the floor is always made better by the better team around him. And so – and that's a little bit more on the coach. You can, the players are only going to do so much. He's got to, like, hammer that home. And, and maybe he is. Maybe we're not hearing about it. If I heard that, like, in a report, I'd be a little more inclined to give him a more positive grade. But, like, you know, there's things that I think we could have tried that I haven't seen us try. And number one is, like, 
and it just started happening towards the end, uh, which was give Shooter the ball, let him initiate the offense, play LeBron off the ball, let him like sag a defender and a half over him, and watch the other side of the floor open up a little bit. And that I thought was a. I mean, we didn't necessarily win all the games playing like that, but I thought that our offensive look was a lot more flowed a lot better, was a lot smoother. It was a little bit seemed a little bit easier to run. So uh, you have to give him credit though for the great defense that he you know that he's uh, been able to maintain despite the what I consider to be an an, an, an ordinary, we've spent an inordinate amount of energy as a team on defense, but for the regular season, I think it's gonna be stellar in the playoffs. We're a juggernaut. We're built for the playoffs. We're a juggernaut for the playoffs. Um, and so we're going to hit bumps like this in the regular season. We're not built, no, you know, championship teams are in general not built for the slog of the regular season. You know, they 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 instantly start looking ahead. And I think he's done a good job of trying to keep us in the now and keeping the defense on point and things of that nature. So I give him a B plus because I do feel like there's some things he's going to try that he hasn't tried. Um, and I, like everybody said, we got, we got dealt a bad hand with AD getting hurt. But injuries are a part of the game. You know, you, you, you can't be like, oh, my gosh, one of my guys got hurt. You know, like, it's it's going to happen. It's professional sports. So, I think that the point that you're making, Jamie, is a really valid one because I complained all last season long about the adjustments that Frank wouldn't make. Right. Okay? And when we got into the playoff, <laughs> I was thrilled with all of the adjustments that he did make. Right. And so there's a difference between the regular season and the playoffs. And the Lakers are not going to, they're not going to make major changes the most of the time. At least Frank Vogel's not during the regular season. Yeah. And I think that's part of what builds stability in a basketball team over the long haul of 72 or 82 games. But when you come into the playoffs, I think that he showed me last year that I don't, I don't have any lack of confidence in his ability to make in-game or in-series adjustments when it counts. Truth is, for the Lakers in the regular season, especially without home court advantage, doesn't really matter. Well, I don't know if you can count on that this season. We're already talking about Disneyland's opening up, arenas are opening up. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Fish is going on tour. The yes. world's back to normal. Uh, Got 15 minutes to handle uh, 13 well, players. Maybe, maybe a little bit too soon, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, I know. That's, oh, that's another talk for another day. But, Sean, go ahead real quick before we hit yeah. LeBron. Yeah, Gerald, I was just going to say um, – Looking back, we also need to note that basically Frank Vogel hit every right note in the playoffs. Yeah. He put Keith in a lot, a lot in crunch time. It seemed like every time there was a big shot to be made, Keith let it go and it went in. Yep. Um, they they say lightning strikes twice. I, tell that to the basketball gods. I mean, everything just seemed to go Frank's way in the playoffs and. Yeah. I'm not sure if they if he can try and find that right residue of luck again. It, it's 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 going to take a, a Herculean effort on his part if there is an injury or two to to do that again. But we'll see what happens, my friend. I'm hoping that that's the case, and this team is built more for the playoffs. It's looking like it, but still, there's still the going through the amount of the regular season and trying to be somewhat competitive to get a good spot in the playoffs, hoping to go ahead and at least be available at least until maybe the Western conference finals to be a, a home court team. So I'm looking at least to see if we can get the first two rounds as, as home court advantage and all that. This is Raphael from NBA draft and you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us, because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Laker Tom, we now head on to the main man as far as the Lakers are concerned, and that is LeBron James. Before I give my grade, or before all the rest of us gives our grades, what do you have so far as far as a grade for LeBron James? You can't give LeBron anything less than an A. Yeah, agreed. He's the best player in the league still. His shooting is his three-point shooting has tailed off terribly in this in the last 15 games, but uh, he's been fatigued. But other than he's that, exhausted. other than that, he's He's carried more than his load. He's shown he is the most valuable player in the league. Well, he's the best player in the league, but he is no longer my MVP at this point because of the fact that I said that he had to really keep the Lakers in winning ways or at least try to keep them in a good record while 80s out in order to keep that MVP number one slot. And unfortunately, he's not been able to do so. But you're right. At 36 years old in 18th year in the league, there's nothing that you can give him less than an A. Right now, he's still in my top five in the MVP voting, obviously, right now. Oh, and there's how lucky for him. Yes, how lucky <laughs> for him is he. But I got to look at it fair. I look at it fair and square, man, because I told you, I told you when AD got hurt, this is the time for LeBron to lock it up. And he couldn't. Uh, the team has done, you know, you know the team's record in the past three weeks. I mean, and it speaks for itself. And that's a reflection on him. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid, he's had games in the public eye where he's done so well. You've seen Jokic finally get some support from his teammates, and they brought their record up. You've seen Damian Lillard do a great job with a team that it could barely field out uh, and put out, you know, ten people on the court uh, on their team because you know they, he's done a great job of that. I mean, they've got so many injuries there. I mean, you look at them right now. I mean, CJ McCollum. Yeah, LeBron's getting moved out of the top five. The rate you're going. Uh, I, well, <laughs> and, and, and then you got Harden. I'm just telling you the possibilities there. I mean, then you got Harden, who's no Harden's out of the conversation because he's surrounded by superstars. You can't give. Oh, you can't no, no, not right now. He will be by the end of the year, end of the season, because of the fact that you're going to have Durant well, back. You let him go on the air with Raphael. Uh, but Harden, Harden's been done a great job. Harden does has done a great job it's in this interim. He will not be there season. once Durant comes back. But it's the regular the league in the season. Sense. Well, it's a regular season MVP. So there you go. That's what we have to deal with. But he, you're right. LeBron is the best player in the world, but he's not the MVP right now at this point. You can't say with the past three weeks that he that he is. Sean, go ahead with season. Oh, let's see what the whole season. They're still up for grabs. There's still the rest of the season left. So it's, it it's mid it's mid season awards. Let's confine yeah. ourselves to the yeah. mid season. Uh, mid season. It's the entire mid season that you have to grade. Yeah, that's and that's what I'm doing. Right. The entire mid season. But go ahead, Sean. Your thoughts on LeBron's grade at this point? LeBron gets an A triple plus for me. <laughs> well, there you go. 
You can't get any higher than that. Um, I have to get a raise. Raise all my grades now, just to upset Gerald. <laughs> I, I, said, I gave him an A. How would you? How? how you how both would gave I... you. You both gave him an A up there. Triple A plus over here. Yeah. Don't worry. I've got a. I've got a. I've got an evening grade coming up. C minus. Right. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I kidding. Go ahead, Go ahead, Sean. Sean. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Right. Finish up. All right. I, you know what? The 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 hardened slander was one thing, Jamie. Now you're going after the front. You're going to make I'm me not... turn into that dinosaur that got uh, Newman in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Newman. You know, he's done a great job. And you're right, Sean. Triple A plus, a lot of people can say that. Again, 36 years old, 18th year in the league. You've got to go ahead and beat that over people's heads. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You have to. And he is still playing, at you know, most of the time, like uh, like the best player in the world. But, Jamie, I know you have a grade for LeBron as well. What would that be? It's an A plus. Uh, I think everything both uh, – I, I mean, here's the thing. Age has to count for something. Uh, if, if, if you don't like, if everybody's going to bury you before you start playing, well, that's why he was my then, last year. So when he did win an MVP award, well, well, he didn't win the MVP award and he probably won't win it this Old year. Player of the year. No, he doesn't care about any of that though. I mean, I think he kind of does, but I think he'll, if he's got, if he gets, if he gets he another one of these, he'll, he'll, he'll be a happy camper. Let's put it that way. So, uh, you know, if age doesn't, if age counts for something like when you're supposed to be dead and buried, it ought to be count for something when you overcome that perception and put in the time kind of season LeBron's put in. Let's just acknowledge that with the injuries that we've had, this team would be sunk without LeBron James. Like we would be, the bottom of the league in every category, we would be terrible. We'd be relying on guys like Schroeder and Caruso and THT to like score 15 to 20 points a game. And they are, they don't have that mentality. They just don't have that mentality. So from that standpoint, like he's got to get a, a, like a, a minimum of an A. I, I'm going with the A plus because of the age, because of the expectation that he not only willingly accepts, but like lets the rest of the team know, like you guys, I got this. You just need to do your job. You just need to show up, do the things you're supposed to do, and I it's got the rest. Job. Well, and that's part of the thing, right? He'd be averaging more assists if we hit more threes. He'd be averaging more points if, like, we didn't turn the ball over so much to it. Now, LeBron is probably the largest culprit of that. He has He's averaging about five turnovers a game for, for the season, which is, you know, I mean, actually, if you look at his – no, but like if you look at his career stats, he often averages close to five turnovers a season. You know, because yeah. because he's the he's the fulcrum around which Handle everything comes. So much that's, that's right. a byproduct of. Go so, ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Jake, finish up. No, sorry. no. Let's let's try and chime in. Yeah, right, no. Yeah, no. I was I was just going to um, piggyback up what Jamie was saying there um, about LeBron. Um, just just the fact that. His mere presence on the court is 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 um, understated. It, it it truly truly is. He sees four and five plays ahead. He can usually gauge you know which one of his guys is going to be hot during warm. Like if you watch him during warmups, he's watching everything going on as much as he's in his own routine. It's it's really an amazing thing to watch him, but before. Uh, a, a game during the shoot around because he's he's game planning then he's like he's like Sun Tzu of, of shoot arounds the way he he plots and it doesn't get talked about enough um 
Eric Spolstra had a great quote. I'm not sure if you guys read it a few uh, few weeks ago. He said that during the finals, when he was making adjustments, LeBron was making adjustments to his adjustments and not worrying about their adjustments off his adjustments. Right. He said, and by the time by the time the series was over, Spolstra said he didn't even know what adjustments to make anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a good summation right there for you. Two grades to give out. First is going to be AD. I want to go ahead and hit you back up with this, Jamie. Your thoughts on a grade for Anthony Davis at this point in time? I mean, if we're taking into account that he's injured, it kind of, I feel like, raises his grade a little bit because he's, from the very beginning, he's had a disappointing season. I'm going to give him a B minus. I'm going to give him a B minus because he's had a, a disappointing season across the board. He's shot the three poorly. He's defended poorly for him. Not in it, you know, when you're as good as he is, you, you can't be content with like NBA average. And he's better than NBA average. He's playing, uh, he's not playing NBA average. He's playing better than that. But he'll he, tell you I, differently. And that's why I, I appreciate it. Like, he's not trying to sugarcoat his struggles. Obviously, he's been hindered by, the, I think, more than he's probably been willing to admit publicly, been hindered by that leg. It's one of the reasons I'm not like married to the idea of March 14th as a return date. Like, when, when he's right, I've gone on a lot that I do think seating matters this season. I think it matters every season, not so much because of home court in some ways, but also because of who you play and when as the playoffs carry on. You want to be set up to play, you know, you want to like save the tougher teams for the for the for the moments when you you need to. You don't need to. I know Iker Tom likes to have the the Sisyphean tasks of pushing the boulder up the hill every playoff season. I prefer for us to get through the playoffs, and so I, I would like to see it. We be need no cupcakes this year. There, there's there weren't any cupcakes last year. There, these are these, these are the eight. No, there were not. And that's four, it's, three, that's four, a ludicrous. Three no. five game series in a row. No, that was uh, lud- that's a ludicrous. There's no, there's no uh, that holds no weight with me. There's there going to no be a lot tougher competition in every round this year. So it's going to be tough every time. So Laker Tom, what do you give AD a grade for this? I pretty much agree with Jamie, although I give him a B plus because uh, he still performed well and and we saw how much we really needed him when we didn't have him. Um, but he's definitely had a subpar season. He's shooting for the last 15 games that he's played 12.5% from three. I mean, that's and he's shooting 70% from the free throw line. This is an 85% free throw shooter last year who made 28, 29 in a row at times. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a disappointing season for AD. Um, and I agree 100% with Jamie that, uh, you know, don't come back until you're really ready to be the AD we need. Yeah. And, I, I and frankly, we really don't need him until the playoffs. Well, about that time, what would our record be if that's. Yeah, case? I'm a little worried about that right now. We're like, yeah, the Lakers yeah. could be pretty good. Well, I don't know right now. The Lakers <laughs> are trending down. So yeah. we'll see what happens. It continues to well, AD's outline well, up. But... Trending down always depends on whether you're looking up or down. Whether the glass is half full uh, or empty. And you take a look at those standings and you'll see where it's, where it's at. But Just Sean, the last 10 years, despite all of the injuries, looks pretty good to me. Yeah. Well, Sean, what are your thoughts on uh, grade for AD at this point in time? Well, you know, Gerald, I'm going to give him, I agree with everybody here. Um, not too much that. I'll give him a B plus as well. Um, we, our, our defense is a step slow without him. I mean, We've gone from, from first to eighth without him since he's been gone. So 
Um, in in that sense, we do miss him, and we do miss him offensively. I mean, I I like Tom was saying. I I, I really don't think um, a majority of Lakers fans appreciate just how much of a matchup nightmare Anthony Davis is to coaches. He literally keeps coaches up at night. Coaches have stated this before. Steve Kerr said Anthony Davis kept him up at night, and he wasn't he wasn't being facetious. Uh, you have to have two game plans against the Lakers. You have to have a game plan against the Lakers squad, and you have to have a game plan for Anthony Davis and LeBron. That's complicated, and it's one of the reasons why we miss him so much. It's because when teams now game plan for us, it's more simplified and it's created these tentacles, like you said before, Gerald. Our three point shooting is, you know, has gone from the what did Fat Boy Slim say from from the heavens to the gutter? That's pretty much <laughs> where <laughs> pretty much. Good one. Pretty Good much. One. But, uh, okay, you have that for grades. So we've got two B-pluses. And what was your grade, I think, Jamie? Or- B-minus. 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 Mine's a C-plus. But I would Ooh. actually give him an inconclusive <laughs> because, of fact, it's inconclusive right now because he's been so out <laughs> so much. But C-plus, he would actually give you an F. If you ask AD right now and walked up to him, it was how your season so far, he'd give you a, an F as a grade. So I'm going to give somewhere yeah, if you in the middle. you gave him an F, he wouldn't be very happy with you. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say- well, <laughs> yeah, I'm giving him a C-plus. That's not an F because – by his standards, he's not doing anywhere near what he's doing by his standards when he was in the in the game. But right now, you just have to say inconclusive because he's he's been out so many weeks. But I expect a much fresher AD. I expect a much more efficient AD when he comes back from the injury, when and if that happens. I mean, if it's on the 14th or later, just keep him out until he's good to go. That's what mm-hmm. I say as well. Yeah. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The final grade that we have right now that we're going to put out there is for the rest of the team, or as they (laughs) say, the field here in Las Vegas. So be that as it may, I want to go ahead and hit up Sean first. Sean, a.k.a. Magic Man, what do you have as a total grade for the rest of the team? You know what, Gerald? I'll give them a solid C. They remind me of Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hey, dude, let's party. (laughs) It's pretty much how I describe their performance for the most part this year. It's been really hazy, really foggy. And you're not sure what summer school is going to lead to. Uh, that's true. There's quite a comparison there. Jamie, what do you have for the rest of the team at this point in time? 
Ah, that's a rough one because there's so many factors that go into this. I mean, I think some guys have really underperformed. I think some guys have basically done the role they were brought in to do. And so you can't expect much more out of them on this team because we're not designed to have guys, you know, we're not the, we're not like a team like the Pelicans or whatever, where, yeah, there's Zion, yeah, there's BI, but a lot of guys kind of end up stepping up on a nightly basis for those kind of teams because there isn't like a clear cut pecking order. There is a clear cut pecking order on this team. And so as such, I'm going to be a little kind. I'm going to give him a B minus because a lot of the guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Trez is doing what we're supposed to do. Cruz is doing what we're supposed to do. You know, THT's done better than I think anybody might have expected. I didn't expect much more out of Gasol. I would like to have seen more from Gasol, but this is about what I expected to see out of Gasol. And on down the line, Wes and KCP are for me, and I, and I don't think it's any surprise, are the two biggest disappointments other than, you know, and Schroeder, I think, came in and did, you know, I don't think anybody knew how he would adjust to being starting point guard. I think he's done pretty good. But I like to see him look for a shot a little more. Would I like to see him take another three or two a game. Yes and yes. But overall, I think, you know, they're all kind of performing to, to their role. Where I ding them all as a group is that nobody really has stepped up in the absence of AD or when we need to with it, with injuries or, or COVID. So everybody's kind of stuck in their stayed in their lane for the most parts. Uh, everybody's got a LeVar ball shirt on that uh, I wish they would take off and, 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 and elevate themselves a little more and, and take a little pressure off LeBron. But as such, I'm going to give him a B minus and I'm happy with that grade. BBB all the way for Jamie sweet, BBB B minus there for you. You know, Magic Man was thinking Danny Spicoli. I was thinking more of Danny McBride in This Is The End, but okay. <laughs> that was, that's my determination. But I'm going to say a B- minus at this point in time because you're right. With all the highs of THT doing so well and Montrez Harold giving you solid minutes with very efficient scoring, and also you have Dennis Schroeder playing a whole like we had hoped that he would be once right. we got the addition in. There's still been some some disappointments as far as the overall shooting aspect that Laker Tom has been so redundant in, in pointing out there, which is necessary because you, it's just there. It's glaring. Right. It's it's, it's true. A, I mean, <laughs> it's a need. So there's right. been a lot of issues with that. But even though they play a great team defensive scheme, offensively it's still a mess. And like you said, it's so reliant on one individual every single time. It's it's really hard to go ahead and see this continue. And the thing is, when you see them play without LeBron and AD the other night in Sacramento, they almost pulled it off because they they worked together, they passed the ball, and they had efficient scoring from their best three players. Huh, who would imagine that? And I was so enthused by that performance. The thing is, you know in, what, seven days' time, they're not going to be able to go ahead and keep that because, once again, it's always go back to LeBron, go back to LeBron, even though LeBron himself is trying to go ahead and – not put so much pressure on himself at this point in time. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a shame. I mean, Kyle Kuzma has done like you, like you were hinting to Jamie, Kyle Kuzma's just been there. He's had his, his performances where he's been rebounding and focusing on defense a lot more, which is good. His basically his set shot where he sets his feet is really a good shot. The problem is he gets too happy. His feet get too happy and he gets too crazy and he wants to do, he sees himself as a better player right now than he actually is. And that's part of the problem because he tries to go ahead and go crazy drives and things of that nature, which you see him constantly missing. But Sean, before I hit it over to Laker, Tom, you wanted to add in something real quick. I, I did Gerald. While we were having our championship hangover and some of us are still coming out of that. Nobody here, but on Lakers Twitter, definitely 
Frank Vogel was asked. Talking about the hangover they had this past year or since 2010? Yeah. Well, why don't we go with 2010? Okay. <laughs> but Vogel was asked, who is the Lakers' best three-point shooter? Does anyone remember his reply? Markeith Morris. No? Oh, yeah, yeah. Been, that should have been the red alarm, Gerald. The Lakers yes. need three-point shooting immediately. That's and, correct. That's what and, they do. I mean, I mean, you see the uh, the troubles that the Houston Rockets had. They went four for forty-five the other night, and they've lost eleven in a row. And it's really a sad sight to see that that team go down in flames. And you don't want the Lakers to follow suit because they're so inefficient right now. And the only thing that's saving them on a consistent basis is their defense. So it's really uh, it's really I tough to we, see right now. I think we should pill for that hen house, but I digress. Uh, you digress indeed. But I want to hear those thoughts out there on Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, I want to hear your thoughts on a grade right now for midseason grades for the rest of the team perspective. I think I give them a solid B. I think that you can't discount the fact that they have the number one defense in the league. And I don't think you can discount the fact that being the third best record in the league is pretty good considering the injuries and the struggles that they've had recently. They have some serious problems, which I think are going to require some moves by the front office. And hopefully they can see those moves. I mean, you, if you trade for three, for example, the trade I proposed for three, three point, three volume, three point shooters could have added almost 10 points per game. Yeah. And the 10 points per game difference that you make would take you from being like the 20th team with a three point differential to the second team in the league. It's that big of a problem. The fact that if you were to just get rid of three guys who aren't shooting threes at a high volume and replace them with three guys shooting league average at a high volume, you totally transform the Lakers. But that's to come in the second half. And I have confidence that the team will make the moves necessary. If they don't, they're not going to enter the playoffs as a favorite. Doesn't mean they still can't win because they do have an elite defense. And with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, one of the things that didn't get mentioned about LeBron is the job he's been doing defensively the last few games as a middle linebacker. And this is the same type of play that we saw in the playoffs where he was blocking shots like AD. It was the two of them that were the dual rim protectors for the Lakers. And when he intercepts a pass in the passing lane, that is just like an automatic fast break like you've never seen. No. So I give the team a B. I'm satisfied with where they are. I had hoped that they wouldn't have an injury, and had they not had an injury, I think they would have been probably the second best record in the league rather than the third best record. Oh yeah, I mean there's there's a Utah, three or four game swing. Utah's right been playing Isn't great, but Utah's starting to find out that when you live and die with a three like they do, that that you run into games where somebody else shoots really hot and you don't, and you can lose that way. I think that we have to make some moves. We have an unbalanced squad. I think that's been exposed in the post-injury period that we've gone through. And I expect Frank Vogel and the coaching staff and Rob Palenka and the front office staff are going to work hard to try to rectify those problems. One way or another, the Lakers will be in contention for a championship. I think Sean brought up a really great point, which is that every championship has a big element of luck in it. It just does because of the injury factor, 
who's playing great at that. You know, it's it's not like baseball where it's a hot pitcher, but it's hot shooter yeah. can make a big difference, you know. So we'll just have to see what happens. But I give the team a solid B, and 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 uh, as a fan, I can't I can't be disappointed in in everybody's effort. I don't even even the players that I complain about perpetually, you know. I, I hope Kenny can pull himself together in this 12 day span and get his game back. Caruso's been playing terrible in the last half a dozen games. He's really played poor, and and his defensive rating, his net rating, which used to be the tops in the team, is now like eight, nine points negative the last 15 games. Kuzma's been pretty steady. He needs to, I think, like you said, Gerald, he needs to take the catch and shoot shots and not be throwing up the off the dribble fires from deep range. And AD's got to get his free throw shooting and his three-point shot back. Uh, LeBron's got to find his range again, too. The whole team does, and we have to make some moves. We need a rim protector. We need three-point shooters. We get those, we'll win the championship. So what we'll do on Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll mark it Wednesday night that we'll record another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast heading into the rest of the season. We'll talk about some of the changes. If they haven't made them already, which we're hoping by that time, maybe they have, but if they haven't made it already, what to look forward to in the second half of the season, plus the changes, plus some crazy trades of our own, because we've been throwing them out there at Lakerholics.com. Please check out everything that goes on for Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man, Jamie Sweet with five great things, and Laker Tom with all of the great things that he does and all the ways we love to pester him only at Lakerholics.com. Gentle ribbing, gentle ribbing. We troll him. Just let's put it out there. We troll him. We troll him hard. Everybody else that's nice in the comments is all nice to Laker (laughs) Tom. And then we show make his life miserable. Guys, it's been so great. Wednesday's a trap podcast. Yeah, Wednesday's a trap podcast. Yes, yes. It's a version of the trap podcast. Will we fall into that trap? Please find out as we go ahead and talk about the second half of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.